This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's talk with our guy, Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider Senior Reporter, joining us on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline right now. Pat, how you doing, man? I'm great, Ryan and PJ. Thank you, too, for having me on this fine Tuesday evening. So, Pat, let's start with some NFL, and let's start with some line movement that we've already seen, and I'm going to hold off on Kansas City and Indianapolis because I know PJ's dying to ask you about that <laughs> game. I'm going to start with a... Another one that I have interest in, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Commanders. The Eagles have looked really good. We see them getting steamed. They open up with a three-point win only against the Lions, play a lot of prevent in the second half. Uh, Then they opened as a pick. That went up to one and a half. This line has been all over the place. Now six and a half. They're six and a half point favorites over the Commanders, who are one and one this season, didn't look great last week. What do you see and where do you think this closes? Um, obviously, the, you know, the Eagles didn't cover week one. They were four-point favorites against the Lions. But where do you see this closing with Philadelphia and Washington? And what's the book going to need here? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'm looking at just, just bet MGM's line moving, and I'm seeing four on Monday morning. And yeah. then, as you pointed out, got to, got to seven earlier today. Now, six-and-a-half, juiced a little bit, uh, uh, minus six-and-a-half, minus 115. Uh, those are the bet MGM numbers. That is interesting. It is, uh, it, it is quite a jump. I'm looking at some current numbers uh, from one odds maker, and it's all Philly early, like 85% of bets and 90% of money on the spread coming in on Philly. And they're even hammering Philly on the money line. Now, let's remind, as we always do, that it's Tuesday night. So while those percentages are very high in Philly's favor, it's probably from a very limited pot. And in fact, that also could be maybe somebody came in large with a large bet. And not all these large bets are reported, but those can skew the numbers. But that seems awfully consistent when you're talking 85% of tickets, 90% of money early. Clearly, uh, people like the Eagles. Uh, they, you know, there's, I, I imagine a lot of it stemmed from what, you know, what took place last night. Yeah. You know, people were talking preseason that maybe the Eagles were better than people thought. And, and, uh, and now people are starting to think, hey, this is a good team. Patrick, you're looking at the uh, the Chiefs-Colts game. Do you think that it could be similar to Eagles and Washington, how it could be a very public play this week, a lot of people on the Chiefs and the books needing the Colts this week? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think there's almost no question they're going to – right now, just as percentage splits with one odds maker I'm checking with, the percentage splits on the Chiefs already on the road are even stronger than what they are on the Eagles, which we just discussed there. And in, uh, you know, in, in my opening line report, a couple of that, that went up Sunday night, and then I'll be updating throughout the week on VegasInsider.com. They, they said they saw sharp money right away. They went up at minus six at the Superbook here in Vegas. They took sharp money right away on six, went to six and a half. And uh, as the odds maker there said, Casey Degman, the Chiefs don't look like they lost a step. The Colts got shut out at Jacksonville. I don't know what's going on with Indy. I thought that was a nice little, I don't want to say a sleeper, bet but i took them in super bowl futures because i was just like okay this 
I like them, and now I don't like them so much. But uh, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be key in a whole lot of ways, PJ. Not just with pe- you know sharp money helping drive that number up early in the week, but the Chiefs are going to be in every parlay, money line parlay, and teaser at that number. Yep. So this is going to be a real key game for the books if the favorites get it together. So far, the books have gotten away with this. Uh, the, the the favorites have not been able to get it together. There have been a, a lot of dogs coming through in the first two weeks, and uh, and it's been just a, a banner first two weeks for the books and a very difficult first two weeks on the, on our side of the counter, uh, at least with regards to the NFL. So um, they're gonna the books are certainly going to be rooting for the Colts heavy and the public. Despite what's gone on these first two weeks, the public is not going to jump off the Chiefs. No way. Yeah, uh, that's one team they'll definitely stick with. Oh, Pat, we're going to stick with the same division, actually, because the Jags, who just knocked off the Colts again, they opened up, actually, 10.5-point underdogs taking on the Chargers. This is down to 7 right now, and obviously, you know, the Chargers win against the Raiders week one. They lose to the Chiefs on Thursday night, but obviously the big concern there is Justin Herbert's rib injury. Chase Daniels, the backup quarterback. So this goes from 10 to 7. The total goes from 50.5 all the way down to 48. Where do you think this closes, you know, if it's announced Justin Herbert's going to play in this game? Do you think it sticks around 7.5, 8, or maybe bumps bumps back up to double digits? I don't know if it gets to double digits, but I certainly think it goes back back up. I mean, Herbert's phenomenal. And uh, and the Jags may be a a team that's a little bit better than than, than people think, perhaps, or or maybe the – Man, I hope not, but maybe the Colts are just awful. Um, I certainly hope not, but uh, uh, we'll reserve judgment for the first two weeks, but we'll see what happens. But, no, I think if if, if, if Herbert is cleared, i got a feeling there's going to be a public bump for the Chargers. Uh, I've had multiple oddsmakers tell me over the course of the summer and these first two weeks of the season that the Chargers uh, have very much become a public team. People like them a lot. Just, they, they moved up a, a fair amount over the summer in Super Bowl odds, took some really big bets here and there. Um, I, I do think it goes up. I do think it's interesting that it's come down as significantly as it has. Obviously, part of what's playing into that has got to be, you know, uh, you know whether Herbert goes or not. Uh, looking at one odds maker right now, again, early in the week, limited pot, 70% of early bets on the Chargers on the spread, but only 58% of early money on the Chargers. So, uh, you know, there's some, uh, some, some belief uh, or at least some thought that maybe, hey, let's get in now, get as many points as we can with the Jaguars. Um, and, uh, and and hope they end up playing uh, against a backup quarterback. Pat, something I'm interested to get your thoughts on. We know the primetime unders have been well-documented, right? They're 6-1 and mm-hmm. so far. We all know about it. I look at Thursday night's game, Pittsburgh-Cleveland, Monday night's game, New York and Dallas, the Giants, that is. Both of those totals are under 40. Do you think the narrative of these primetime unders has started to dictate a little bit how book bookmakers are posting totals knowing that people are going to want to bet the under? Or do you do you think that really hasn't taken effect yet since it's so early in the season? Oh, I, th- I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. Odd makers will, will tell you, and I, and I think they're generally being very truthful on this, but they're going to tell you that, that you know, they try not to let things like those, those types of trends sway them. They try to you know, run their numbers, have their discussion, look into the teams, and figure out what it needs to be. But I think there might be a little influence with these, uh, with what's going on with the prime times. And honestly, um, this the, the, over the over the weekend and, and Monday night, I don't think it necessarily held up. But over the last couple of seasons, there's a pretty decent trend for prime time under first half mm. as well. 
and I've been jumping on that boat a little bit. It didn't, it didn't serve me well last night. I got the game wrong. I thought the game that would go under in the first half would be Vikings Eagles. Me too, Pat. um, I was right there with you. (laughs) And I was, and I was wrong. And I thought, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get in front of Josh Allen and say that he's not going to get that team to over in the first half. But if we'd taken the other game, we would have been there. Um, So that's been a pretty uh, significant trend. Again, it's a little up and down this season, but over the last couple of years, it's been pretty good. I I think there's probably perhaps a little to that, uh, that maybe there's a little bit of influence there. I'll tell you, 38, I mean, just out of principle, I might take over there because all you need is one or two, you know, uh, a scoop and score, a pick six, uh, a special teams, a big special teams play of some sort. It doesn't take much to get to the over you just get one kind of fluky play here or there and uh, when it's that low and it gets there. And, and weather, I don't know if there's weather this week, but it's still September. I mean, it's not like we're talking about a grind off uh, with bad winds coming off the lake or anything like that. That's a, that's a low number. <laughs> Pat, moving over to uh, college football. We're already in week four. We got some opening stuff coming up, obviously. You know, some big games, Arkansas and Texas A&M, and then Baylor and uh, Iowa State. I was actually... Kind of surprised to see Baylor as a dog. It does make sense, though. Iowa State's got some big wins. They beat Iowa. I love Matt Campbell. Anything notable on either of those games or anything else in college football coming up this weekend? Well, the Baylor thing, I, I think, is, is uh, really interesting. And in, in talking with one maker early in the week on this over the, over the last 24 or 36 hours or so, like you said, it was maybe a little bit surprising. Iowa State unranked. Uh, but getting the nod as a short home favorite at minus one. And then that got out to minus two and a half. Uh, I had not looked to see where it's at right now. I think it did dial back to minus two. But um, what the Osmaker told me is that he said, hey, this game has a real similar feeling to Michigan State-Washington. Last week, you had number 11 Michigan State traveling to unranked Washington. And um, what he said is this game has a similar feel to that with the sharp money coming in on the unranked home favorite. So, uh, if and, and Washington – held up that was the play that was the place to be no question and they were taking sharp money the huskies were last week and at least early this week the cyclones getting some sharp money and probably you know maybe they'll get a little public love as the week goes on as well uh i was uh you know it's a legal regulated sports betting state and i'm sure they're going to be back in the cyclones there i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Pat, we've talked about this team a bunch on this show tonight, Michigan. And, you know, the non-conference schedule with them was so weak. Colorado State, UConn, Hawaii, they blew all those teams out. Well, now in week four, they get a Maryland team coming off a nice win against SMU. Opening line in this game was 20. It's now dipped down to 16 and a half. Because the non-conference schedule was so weak, do you think odds makers had trouble a little bit with Michigan and knowing where to post this number and Sharps just came in and jumped on the Terps? 
Or do you just think that it's just people are just seeing value because we really don't know how good this Michigan team is and they just think maybe that the 20 was too big a number? Yeah, and well, the, the 20 was probably too big a number. And as I'm scrolling through just, uh, you know, a handful of different books, including Jam on this, it looks like the 20 was a was an early number, maybe even a little bit of a look-ahead number. Cause, okay. Uh, but I do see one shot that was like 18 and a half out of the gate on Sunday. And so obviously – they were high, but uh, it you know it's a lot in you know in a, in a, in a in a Big Ten game it's a lot of points. I don't I don't know uh, you know I, I still don't think anybody's going to get off Michigan, and I can tell you with one odds maker right now, literally up to the minute numbers at seventeen, it's all Michigan on the spread, and it's a lot of Michigan on the money line. Even though you got to lay the ridiculous juice, I would guess there's not very much of a pot on the Michigan money line because I don't think people want to lay that much juice, but. Oh, I know they don't. Um, but it's really heavy early in the week, tickets and money. And again, what is probably a very limited pot, but heavy tickets and money to Michigan. Um, it, it is a ton of points. I, I don't know that Maryland's got what it takes. And, uh, uh, you know, I, but at the same time, do I want to lay 17 with Michigan? No, no, I don't want to do that at all. I might also lay 17 with a couple of teams in college football, but Michigan's not one of them. Yeah. Pat, what about with the uh, 49ers? Obviously, you know, terrible news for Trey Lance. He's done for the season. He Mm -hmm. goes down last week. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, the highest paid backup quarterback that's taken him to the postseason before the NFC title game takes over. What line movement? What are you seeing in the NFC West with the uh, quarterback change now with Jimmy G taking over here week three? It's really fascinating, and I'm sure you guys have seen it and maybe talked about it a little bit as well. But uh, first off, in some of the futures odds, San Francisco's odds actually improved. Um, Not not hugely, but, you know, they made, you know, noticeable improvements in, in odds to win the Super Bowl, odds to win the NFC, et cetera, on this. And then this number has been a big mover. Uh, the, again, the odds maker I speak to every Sunday night ahead of my opening line report for Vegas Insider opened this at, you know, they were debating Denver three, Denver two and a half, ultimately landed on two and a half and didn't see a whole lot of, uh, of, of bets on Sunday evening. But apparently everybody's come in great guns on the Niners ever since. And this line's jumped the fence. I mean, it's minus one and a half. It's uh, minus one and a half Niners, I think, at some spots. I'm not sure what's sitting at BetMGM right now. But, um, you know, it's there, there's certainly some believers in the Niners. In fact, uh, I just had literally just texted right now from one odds maker here in Vegas. Um, you know, he, he notes there probably was a little bit of sharp play helping move with that, but also the Brock was banged up. And some view Garoppolo, as I noted just a moment ago, as an upgrade over Trey Lance. And, and the, the odds on this game, the spread on this game, uh, show that. It shows that, and so does the numbers that are moving around on, in some of the futures books on San Francisco. Pat, thanks so much, man. You're the best. We'll be looking out for those tweets this weekend. Uh, college football Saturday. Love it, man. And then the work that you do on NFL Sunday as well. The best follow on Twitter, in my opinion. Thanks, man. That's very kind of you to say. Great to talk to you both tonight. Have a great week. Thanks, Pat. Patrick Everson on the MGM, BetMGM uh, Rewards Hotline. Sound like one of those guys that has me on for the hits. And Ryan Horvath, the host <laughs> of the MGM. To, hey, guy, just you wanted a guest. Like, who, who are we kidding here?